welcome back to another episode of the 909 podcast subscribe and share if you like the content we are on spotify and google podcasts with links in our show description let's face it the biggest source of news today is social media and it's had some undesirable consequences while twitter was at one time the platform to break news on today it's a platform to actually enact policy on as long as it's backed by a blue tick mark you and i will believe a profile that puts out content on that platform however if the cambridge analytica scandal and exposed russian interference with elections across other nations is anything to go by you do realize that social media platforms can be manipulated which is interesting given the current work from home situation we're in in early march while most employees packed up and ready to work from home facebook hadn't figured out how to conduct its most sensitive work remotely removing pornography, terrorism, hate speech and other unwanted content from across its site. And that's an effort that involves 15,000 people across 20 locations globally. And while Facebook, YouTube, Twitter and other platforms have spoken about the role of artificial intelligence and algorithms as a future of policing problematic content, those same companies have acknowledged that humans are the most important line of defense. These are essentially contractors who are paid a fraction of what full-time workers earn. and often suffer psychological harm from the exposure they spend hours a day reviewing material flagged as illegal or disturbing and then removing it from platforms so that you and i either don't see it at all or see it at a minimal amount a study by the reuters institute and the university of oxford conducted over jan and march of 2020 found that social media platforms have responded to a majority of the posts rated false by fact checkers by removing them or attaching various warnings There is some amount of variation though. On Twitter, 59% of posts rated as false by fact checkers still remain up. On YouTube, 27% remain up and on Facebook, 24% of false rated posts remain up without warning labels. So while contractors earn a much deserved break from disturbing content, social media content moderation is largely in the hands of algorithmic systems. The result machines currently have more say in our public discourse than ever before. And this strategy has proven rather successful so far because more often than not authoritative sources are largely promoted over disinformation. However, the move to an algorithmic based content moderation model is also exposing blind spots and resulting in uneven enforcement depending on where the content is coming from and what it is. And this is prompting social media platforms to make rather difficult trade-offs in allocating that last line of defense they need to prioritize certain regions over the others and this problem is furthered by the scarcity of language specific data to train the algorithms making automated moderation less effective for less widely spoken languages just for some context here on a previous episode i spoke about the problem of languages in the internet the us alone has about 422 spoken languages India has 780 and China has 300. And if you just pay attention to how the news cycle has changed over the past few months, the problem of context is further exacerbated. We've quickly moved from a purely medical issue to one that's now economical in some cases, in others it's religious and in some others it's definitely politically motivated too, and this has prompted social media platforms into action. For instance, in the United States, Facebook has banned pages owned by conservative political activists who organized anti-confinement protests and tried to make them look like grassroots movements. 
Conspiracy theories about the origin of the virus are also spreading, encouraged in part by American and Chinese state officials. The Chinese Communist Party, Russia and even the Islamic State militant groups are all attempting to take advantage of the saturation of content reviewing pipelines to promote propaganda on social media. Meanwhile, governments in Hungary, Turkey and Egypt have passed special coronavirus measures to censor political opposition and are trying to force social media platforms to enforce them. The Reuters Institute in Oxford summed it up beautifully. For a second, you wouldn't be blamed if you mistook their findings to be medical in nature. And I quote, The risk in not recognizing the diversity in the landscape of coronavirus misinformation is assuming there could be a single solution to this set of problems. Instead, our findings suggest that there will be no silver bullet or inoculation, no cure for misinformation about the new coronavirus. Instead, addressing the spread of misinformation about COVID-19 will take a sustained and coordinated effort by independent fact-checkers, independent news media, platform companies, and public authorities to help the public understand and navigate the pandemic. And while it's really hard to talk about whether the machines are taking over at this point in time and sounding alarmist in that regard, it has to be said that to a certain extent, um, I don't know about you, but the way I'm looking at it is that there's really a good call to action for us to be more reliant on machines and actually explore the full extent of what technology can really offer, especially at times like this, right? I mean, think about it. 15,000 people across 20 global locations at just one social media company have to look at all that disturbing content. Now, there's more to talk about over here when it looks at aspects like uploading that content itself. Can these websites do more to prevent the upload of disturbing content? And it gets into a far more complicated situation when you allow for the fact that a lot of content can be immediately cross-posted across social media platforms. So where do you stop it? At the origin or on your platform itself? If you do that, do you end up losing advertising revenue? Do you end up losing users as an account of that? And then the fundamental question becomes, do you really want to promote a culture of disinformation at the expense of actually securing all those users who can look to build good on your platform? And for me, I really am not an advocate for any particular platform over here, but I find what Reddit continues to do to be really at, a, at the top of its game when it comes to user-generated content, right? That platform does not have content that's created uh, by itself, and obviously no other platform is creating content for you and I to consume. It's all hosted on platforms today. But Reddit does a phenomenal job of making sure that there is no disturbing content coming out. Obviously, it's about you know making sure that each subreddit has its own uh, content moderators, and you know those are people like you and me who just have a better bias, I mean, better idea of what makes good content and what doesn't. And sometimes you know, that may not be true. I've seen uh, enough conversations on a forum like Reddit where they talk about moderators actually creating more problems than not. But for what it's worth, if you look at it overall, there is more good happening on Reddit than not. And sure, you can look at a couple of instances where Reddit's really got it wrong. For instance, with the Boston bombings, right? 
and that obviously wasn't a good color for the platform but it really speaks a lot when they seem to have a better model in place at this point in time which is still working despite lockdowns and what not and the other platforms could learn a thing or two from them but you never know how it really pans out for me i would really look at it as do you create the right kind of content do you allow for the right kind of content to come on your website what are your policies when it comes to allowing content to be cross posted across different sites and finally who is that final line of defense sure algorithms could take care of a lot of it and then that context becomes important but do you have user moderation coming in at a much higher level than you know just every review that's flagged being a problem for a human to look at that's for me and this episode i hope that gave you something to think about and gave you a little bit of insight into algorithmic content moderation that's becoming the norm de rigueur as it were uh subscribe stay safe share the content if you like it i'll talk to you really soon